Weekly Dish. We're here for the second hour of food and fun in the Twin Cities. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are brought to you by El Burrito Mercado, which is a lovely place that you should consider going for all of your summer taco needs, by the way. I was just thinking about how I've been watching that taco show on Netflix. Yes. And I'm, you know, you know, Mr. Al, Al Pastor. And... (laughs) You missed it last weekend. Sorry, oh. El Burrito. I don't do these things on purpose, but I was like, is Al Pastor a person? Yeah. And then it's not a person. It is actually, because I looked it up. Oh, you did? I did. It is a shepherd. So a shepherd from Lebanon actually came into Mexico City and brought this idea of shawarma was their yeah. regional food, brought it to Mexico, and then they started putting it in tacos, mm-hmm. and therefore Al Pastor. Al Pastor. But it was not a man. It was not a man named Al. It was you a shepherd. You can call me Al. <laughs> um, but anyway, nonetheless, that was uh, that was one of our gems from the other week. So see what you get from listening to Weekly Dish? Yes, full, gems. Full of gems. Full of gems. You know what else is full of gems? Top two in hour two. Give him the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In hour two. All right, give me two, with him, with him. All right, well, this is the time of the show that we talk about two things that we are kind of obsessed with. Mildly on our minds this week. Uh, do you have, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Well, Stephanie, I do have something. Okay. I am feeling excited about things. <laughs> yeah, it's very evident how excited you are as you scroll through your phone. Because I'm just, okay, here's something I'm excited about. Okay. Essence One. Okay. This is is. something that it's a local company and this is not a food product. This is like an essential oil based product. They have scrubs, lotions, soap. The thing I'm really obsessed with is two things. Actually, one is their dry shampoo that you powder in your hair. It smells fantastic. Like think that Aveda shampoo smell, but better and a little different. They also have really great deodorant. So if you've had breast cancer, they tell you not to use the regular deodorants and it's hard to find deodorants that work. Essence One has great deodorant. They are in a store in Roseville, uh, six, what is it called? Six for Good. It is six local businesses that have partnered up together. And so you can find it there or you can find it on their website at EssenceOne.com or they'll be at the State Fair in the West End. Oh, and she we does talked a about lot them last year at the there. State Fair, yeah. So if you're looking for Essence One products, they're also like kind of calming their anti-anxiety inducing mm-hmm. smells. Mm-hmm. So Essence One. Okay. Um, my first one is an old hack that maybe you are aware of and I didn't know. And it's a weird thing and I kind of... I don't know. It's just bizarre. Uh, it's the idea of applying mayonnaise to your wood floor scratches. Yes. And it works on I've furniture, ever too. I've done this before. It's great. I know. I did it on my butcher block countertop. I noticed that after my last weekend with boys over and cooking and all the rest of the stuff, someone had cut their things like on the butcher block top, like in a very deep, dark way. You yep. know, and I was like, well, we got to fix that. And I put a little mayonnaise on top. I let it sit there. It like the, I got this off of food 52 and they were like, they had linked to somebody else doing it. And they had said just to leave it on for five minutes or so. I left mine on for 30 minutes and then I wiped it up and it was great. And it doesn't make it disappear wholly, but it does. I think what it does is it swells the wood and then it's kind of because of the oil and then it kind of helps it, 
uh, almost fill in the crack. It also, um, just the coloring. So it makes the color. Well, I mean, it didn't do that. I don't think it's like, it's not like mayonnaise has a color. No, but the oil absorbs into the wood and then it absorbs into the wood around it and it masks the. I think it like brings it together. By the color. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Works on furniture too really well. Good deal. So there you go for scuffs. And we're not talking like huge gouges for sure. But, you know, just like kind of scuffs and scratches. I think that's kind of nice. My mom used to put uh, mayonnaise on her head once a month. Yeah, I know a lot of people. And put a plastic bag on the top. Yeah, a lot of people do that for lice, too. Well, it does smother lice. Oh, lice. Okay, we're not going to talk about lice. Because my daughter's 21. And I swear to God, she had lice more than any kid I knew. You were the person who had it the most. Yes. And so I'm an expert on lice, but yes. mm-hmm. it's also very nourishing for your hair. So you put it on and then you put the plastic bag on and you watch a TV show for like a half hour. Yeah. And then you wash it out with good, strong shampoo. Um, you can't I don't use know if like I can the, handle the smell of mayonnaise stuff. on my head for. I can understand. Uh, Matt, you know, my son who was in Italy for a long time, he was always putting olive oil in his hair. Oh, yeah. And he's like or everybody on your does. face. Yeah. But I mean, body. he would like coat his hair in olive oil. Yeah, it's good for you. Great. Um, All right, what's your next one? (laughs) My next one is Jinx Tea. Okay. This is a new tea store that is located near 50th in France. I don't know. Actually, it's not 50th. Nope, it's Linen Hills. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, They have hot teas, which will be great in the wintertime, but they also have a wide range and a unique range of these Chinese-based herbal teas some have caffeine, some don't, some are carbonated, some aren't. It's kind of like if you think about going into a bar and getting your favorite mocktail, this is what it's like going to Jinx. Like, you're not just going to get your standard iced tea. They'll have a million of them, but they've got boba teas. They've got teas that are so herbaceous and floral and just fantastic. Have you been to Sencha, though, the tea bars around town? I have not. Oh, you haven't? No. Okay. So you I should, should go to there, too? Yeah, Sencha's been around for a while, and they're kind of in that same way. Um, but that's, I wanted to know what the difference was between them, but you don't know, because you haven't been to Sencha. No, okay. I will say, though, um, also, and I mentioned Rose, Rose Street Patisserie, because they had the vanilla latte on tap that I like. Mm-hmm. Their iced tea there is also fantastic. Really? It's got, like, a sweetness to it, but it's not sweetened. Yeah. It's crazy. Like a hibiscus-y thing. Yeah, and just, and I've and Dogwood has really good tea. I I've am, been drinking a lot of iced tea. I am just a straight up, I just want tea. I don't want any sweetness in it. I don't want, like, your stupid floral tropical flavors. I like flavors. Oh, I cannot stand it. I like it. And I especially like it if it's really in the tea, not in a flavoring that you've added. Right, So right. it's almost That's like, a difference, though. I feel like the... The commercial ones that come out of the bin, you know, that we've all made if you've been in the industry, the stuff in the big tea thing. Yes, like none that of I that is like. what I want to drink. No. That's why I think I like if the floral and the sweetness is coming from the tea itself. Yeah. Like, that appeals to me. Let me make some sun tea now that we're talking about yeah. it today. Because I did buy some new tea. I saw some that I drink because I drink all my tea all winter. I mean, as soon as it starts to get cold, I drink coffee in the morning and then tea at night. And so like now I'm starting to think. You know, like maybe I should be adding that back into the summer routine. It's also as someone who just if you drink a thing of green tea a day, it's fantastic for you. Yeah. So the way that I do this is I usually drink. I'll make green tea packet with a not a flavor, but like a hibiscus packet or a peach packet, something because I don't love the taste of just green tea. It's a little grassy for me. 
So those two things together and then having it as iced tea, I get my daily dose of green tea. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Antioxidants. Yes, because they're very good for you, those Such antioxidants. good for your inflammation. Um, okay, so my other one is going to be Grand Ole Creamery, where I went and met with the uh, family who owns it. And they've owned it for 35 years. And it's the same family and actually... Uh, the daughter and son are of the original owners are kind of taking over and they're starting to kind of, you know, build it out a little sure. bit. But I had their base flavor. Their base flavor is a sweet cream. It's not vanilla. It's just sweet cream. Yum. And I think that's a difference because like, here's the thing. I don't love vanilla ice cream. Like I'm, I've told you this before. We used to be like, as the family, we'd all go to the ice cream place and they'd all be like, vanilla, you ate all the chocolate. vanilla, vanilla. And I'd be like, chocolate, all the chocolate. And it was always weird that I couldn't understand why my kids all wanted vanilla. Ugh. And then, and I just, it's not, and it's not like I would turn down a vanilla if it came at me. I'm just not going to choose it first. But I got to say this sweet cream, their base sweet cream flavor is not vanilla-y. It's not overly done and it's not kind of eggy either. It's just, it's really light and it's got just a kind of a nice touch to it. And so I know that they are using, they do have what they call clean cream. So it's an organic sort of mix. They can't call it organic because not every, you yeah. know, ingredient is organic, but they call it a clean mix um, because of the milk is. And it's just, uh, it's just, it was great. I was really happy with it. And it's been there forever. They have pizza, they have hoagies, all that kind of good stuff. Um, oh, I forgot because they opened that pizza shop next door yeah, a while ago. Yeah, oh, a while ago. Yeah. But basically, yeah, you walk in. I mean, they could use a little fresh paint job and all the rest and stuff, but they walk in and it's very homey. It's very traditional. And that's kind of their big thing is like, we want this to be how you remember it was when you were a kid, when you came in. And it's really, here's something that was interesting to me because I asked them, you know, what kind of new funky flavors are you up for? Because it seems like everybody's doing something new in ice cream. And they said, they're like, you know, we have things, you know, like our 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 uh, customers come up with flavor ideas and then we try to implement them for them. They're like, but you'd be surprised. People say to us how hard it is to find the classic flavors. People are looking for maple nut and rocky road and black licorice, black licorice. I mean, I didn't see that, but you know, I think we're obsessed on the I show. Know. I don't even like it. And it's like people are talking to me about it all the time now. I actually saw the Bridgman's like people Ugh. at Uptown Art Fair and he was like, are you to blame? I'm yeah, like, I think you are. So. You are. But there is uh but people are looking for like maple nuts. Rocky Road. Rocky and, Road. Yeah. A praline and pecan. Pistachios. Yes. And so he said it's harder to find these days because everyone's into the soft serve and everyone's into the, you know, the crazy flavors yeah, like the- coconut lime with the caramel swirl and all the stuff. And so they're like, it's funny. People are. They want the classics. So, so if I you're thought, butter brickle. Butter, butter brickle. When was the last time you had a butter brickle cone? Never. I am. I, I don't know what is happening, and I'm hoping it stops. But I am obsessed with ice cream this season. You are. And you are. I'm obs- hoping you are obsessed. It'll get better this fall for my waistline and for my health. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't eat up pine ice cream every night. No, as soon as it gets to be winter, you'll be done. I'm hoping. You will. I'm really hoping. All right, we're going to take a break with you guys. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about one of the uh, longest running uh, agricultural festivals. Stinking great out in the western suburbs. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us. Um, You know what I love about summer? One of the things that I love the most about summer is a really good 
festival. A good summer festival. Yes. If you got to drive a little bit, it is actually better for me because I feel like we got to get out into the farm country during the beautiful time of summer and hang out with farmers and hang out with the people who grow our food. And that is why I will tell you one of my favorite festivals is the Minnesota Garlic Festival. And we are being joined by Mr. Garlic Jerry. Are you on the phone, Jerry? That's great. Oh, great. Hopefully we can, uh, hopefully we get a good connection. Um, are you, so tell us a little bit about what P- the Garlic Festival is. It is a gathering of farmers and sustainable farming supporters and craftspeople from all across Minnesota and the surrounding area, sponsored by the Sustainable Farming Association. And it's all about local foods, supporting the environment, uh, strong communities, and we're really looking to enhance that local food system. That's amazing. And you guys have been doing this for like 14 years, isn't it true? Nobody's more amazed about that than we are. (laughs) (laughs) People keep coming. They just keep coming. And this is out in Hutchinson, which is at the McLeod uh, County Fairgrounds. Um, And so that's only about, what do you think, it's about 40 minutes from the city? Oh, I think it's a little bit more than that. Um, maybe from the western uh, areas, it's it's about 40 minutes. But yeah. It's a straight shot out um, Highway 7. It's a, a very nice drive. and um, So it, it's definitely worth the drive. I mean, it is definitely. It, now, and tell us a little bit about the garlic that is at this garlic festival, because I cannot believe the variety out there. Well, uh, me too. Uh, and especially since... Uh, well, around 17 years ago, 18 years ago, I started growing garlic here on our farm, and there weren't a whole lot of people doing that in Minnesota. But now we have 14 of the region's finest garlic growers who are at the festival, uh, and a lot of people don't realize that some of the finest premium garlic in the world is grown here in Minnesota. We've got over 50 varieties of it, and our growers uh, all cure the garlic in a particular way that makes it so that if you store it properly at home, it can keep in your kitchen for nine months and more. Wow. That's fantastic. That's amazing. And then that is, yeah. I mean, and you can buy, so if you go out to the garlic festival, you can you can definitely buy these kinds of garlics? You can get up to uh, around 50 varieties, like I mentioned, and uh, we encourage people to go ahead because it is, uh, the supply is not meeting demand for this local garlic right now. So we encourage people to come out and go ahead and stock up uh, because, like I said, if you store it properly at home, it'll keep for a long time. I love this. Now, one of the things that has been great about this is you guys have done a really great job of kind of bringing local chefs out there. And because what you have in the middle of the festival is a, ca- a cafe called The Great Scape. And it's a cele- it's, right. you got celebrity chefs doing cooking demos on the main stage and all that kind of stuff. Tell us a little bit about what's going on this year at The Great Scape. Well, the Great Scape is, we like to call it the best ephemeral restaurant in Minnesota. (laughs) Uh, It only lasts one day and uh, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and then it's gone. It's a Brigadoon, uh, if you will. (laughs) I like that analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And this year, uh, it is, uh, we're adding a feature or we're doing things a little differently in that we're really going to feature open fire cooking uh, at the uh, at the great scale.
landscape and uh, and you'll actually be able to go to the area where they're uh, they've got all the fire pits set up and see you know whole plants of garlic hanging there and all kinds of other foods and uh, and actually see your your food being prepared as it uh, gets ready to come out to you. Wow, I think that open fire cooking is such a huge thing right now. Everybody kind of loves that. Um, and then you go, you also have a full dinner menu will be served from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, and you can also have Minnesota wine or craft beer with the meal. So this is like a full on experience. This isn't just cheese curds, you know, and stuffing right. your face with stuff. <laughs> this is literally impressive stuff. Yeah, well, we think so, and uh, I know I'm always excited for it so that I can go over and eat at the Great Scape. Right. <laughs> what is your favorite dish to have with garlic, Jerry? Um, favorite dish with garlic? Well, of course, my favorite garlic dish is just straightforward baked garlic. Yeah? I, and, and especially with the kinds of garlic that we grow here, the northern types of garlic that have those huge cloves in them. You know, when you break open the garlic, there may only be in this, you know, two and a half inch diameter bulb, there may be only five cloves in there. So they're huge. It's Brazil nut size and larger. So each one of those, when it's baked, you, you squeeze that out of there. I like to put it on a, a cracker of some sort with just a little couple of grains of salt. And oh, that's my favorite eating. Jerry, I suspect you're an expert in garlic. So are you also an expert in how do we temper garlic breath or do we just go with it and let it be? Well, I like to say that as long as everybody eats it, uh, <laughs> we're all on board. We're all on the same page, we, right? That's right. There's what's the problem here? Uh, <laughs> we have several uh, sayings about that, uh, and and mostly it's just uh, you know you, you you pay for your pleasures. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we like to say that uh, uh, garlic is the food of love as long as both people partake of it. I like that. Um, and then there's the garlic diet, of course, where um, you don't actually lose any weight, but you look smaller from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, see, this you did good. have an answer for I my problem. It. Yep, yep. Now, Jerry, your farm, is is it Living Song Farm? That's us. That's yeah. you guys. Jerry Ford from Howard Lake, Living Song Farm. They have locally grown... Uh, uh, garlic, but they also have, you guys are also offering garlic storage bowls and roasters because I was going to say the thing about, remember in the 80s when like they all had those like terracotta garlic roasters? Yes. And that was like, oh, mm -hmm. let's buy, and I think that's so funny that we needed it, but yet I think I roasted more garlic because I had that then. Sure, and uh, I think people do take that approach. It's like, oh, I've got this thing, I might as well put it to use, but what we've found is because Minnesota garlic is so big, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it tends to be substantially larger than what you get in the grocery store. The old roasters weren't working. Right. They're just not big enough. Uh, so we have different potters at the festival, and one in particular from my, my hometown here, Howard Lake, who is designing these roasters and these storage bowls for your garlic at, uh, to keep it at home. I think it's great. I'm excited. And there's also, and just so you know, there's a bunch of growers who are going to be out there. Um, and you can also find, besides just garlic, there's people who have like pickled garlic scapes, 
They'll have garlic powder. They'll have shallots. Uh, some people have, uh, you know, garlic oils as well. Um, Harmony Ridge Farm says they are also bringing pretzels, which that has my name written all over it. But there is now I just wanted to ask you, Jerry, do you grow black garlic? Because that seems to be the thing that people are looking for these days. Well, that's an interesting way of phrasing that question because black garlic is any garlic yeah. that then gets, uh, it's, it's a process that is similar to fermenting and caramelizing yeah. uh, so that the garlic um, turns black. Uh, and then it can be used in several different ways. And there's a lot of claims for the health benefits of that. Um, and I personally like regular garlic so much that mine never gets that far ah okay but other people's there you've seen other people's there that is available there i believe well you know i'd have to look back it yeah. has been in the past i haven't um, i was looking through the pages and i couldn't find it but they did say that they thought that some people would have some so yes and and one of our growers uh, one of the actual garlic growers and we we put all the garlic growers in a separate building because other people don't like to be near them um, <laughs> but, uh, and and a couple of the growers do produce their own black garlic so i'm sure you'll be able to get it from them uh, and then in the past we have had a couple of companies startup companies that were exclusively producing black garlic from other growers garlic okay all right well and the other thing i want people to know is there is garlic ice cream available out Yum. there, which is delicious by the way don't yep. you poo poo it but we're talking about the minnesota garlic festival uh which is happening on august 10th and it's out in hutchinson um it's a five dollar entry fee kids under 12 are free there's a dollar to park your vehicle but i'm telling you it is a rain or shine event from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. one day of good times and uh thank you jerry for coming on and representing garlic growers so well Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. That was really fun hearing about garlic. And I I, uh, I didn't put garlic in the Ely Garden this year, but I'm going to. Are you going to? And I have to do it apparently this fall. And I was going to ask Jerry that, but then it would be a whole gardening segment. Yeah, you do and it I didn't want to derail him. You do it so, in fall and you harvest in July. Next July. Yeah. Okay. I'm totally going to do that. You should. Yeah. And does it... And I always act like you're the expert on farming. So Which is sorry funny about because that. I'm so not. Um, if I do it in October, is that too late? I don't know. You have to look that okay. up. You're going to have to look that up. I have to do some actual research, Stephanie. Come yes. on. Why are you making me work? I know. Let us talk this morning. First of all, the Facebook question is pretty funny. Oh, my God. Do you want to share yes, what I want people give, should go I want do, to and do then we'll start talking about some state fair beers. So the state fair, we were just we we're calling out your mashups. Your state fair mashup would be the thing that you ate last, the last thing that you ate, plus the word summer, plus the last outdoor activity that you have done. And I gotta say, some of the uh, respondents are pretty great. I like uh, cereal summer dog walking, an Odie <laughs> blend with <laughs> notes of urine. <laughs> just disgusting. <laughs> So funny. I know. Brewed cocoa summer boating. It's warm and chocolatey. Best served with a dash of heavy cream. That would actually be good from Jolene. Okay, we have some good marketing people on our site there. Uh, Minnesota State Fair's new specialty brew and beverage list was released. There are 53 new beverages that are going to be premiering at the State Fair. Yeah. We saw some themes in the new beers that were released and I would say a lot of fruit and flavor is a theme. Yes. A lot of these beers were or are based in cherry, blood orange, lemon, 
mango, orange, strawberries. I mean, a lot of strawberry things. Or um, seeing prickly pear. Just, again, blue raspberry, lime, so many of raspberries. So many of these beers and specialty beverages are based in fruit. Yes. It is a really comprehensive list of things you're going to see at the fair this year. You're going to see shandies. You're going to see hard seltzers. You're going to see beer product. You're going to see ice cream malts mixed with malt beverages. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. Let me just be clear. There was a uh, there's uh, there's been a beer float at the fair for a couple of years. It's at Coasters. I love it. I have loved it. It's a it's a chocolate porter float. So you take it's just the same thing if you take like a Guinness and you mix it with ice cream. It's great. And then this year they've added a new something else to ice cream at Coasters. Uh, what is it? I'm just looking here. Yeah. The list, by the way, is nine pages long. So yeah, it is. You guys, there are fifty three. New beverages, 53 new beverages, not to mention the 27 returning fair only beverages that you can get, which you only have for 12 days availability. But 53 new beers and seltzers and wines and spritzers and frosés and slushies. Holy moly. And, at you know, wine country, too. Like there's a lot of unique custom wine like there's a blue raspberry shandy, yeah, that is actually um, made solely with wine from Alexis Billy Vineyards, and that's at the French Creperie. The blueberry pomegranate wine slushy at Minnesota Wine Country. I did like that wine slushy last year, so I, I think did I'm going to check that out. I did not. I was not a fan, fan, uh, fan of that one. Yeah, I liked it. Um, okay, I'm trying to find your shake thing here that is at Coasters because I have it on the list here. I will say just some like. Here it is. It's the, well, they have a couple things. They have the Sideshow Spritzer, which is a sparkling lager with passion fruit and mango. That will be at Coasters. Um, Also at Coasters. Yeah, sorry, Steph. <laughs> You're just not winning on this. Nope, not winning. <laughs> uh, there were some. So this whole list is very like fruit forward and just some of the names of these, the cherry uh, firework hard seltzer and the way that they describe mighty magenta dragon fruit IPA at the ballpark cafe. Uh, the honey bee lavender honey mead at Lulu's public house, like mead. Yep. That's interesting. Mead that is we're great. Bringing Brood mead. honey. Let me just uh, tell you that it's called the dreamsicle hard malt. Thank you. That we're trying to find at coasters, which is a, uh, a blood orange, hard Italian soda blended with vanilla ice cream. Yeah. It's that Breville soda. Yeah. Which- Bravazzi. That's actually, I'm embarrassed to say I kind of like it. Why are you embarrassed to say it? Because it's too sweet. So what I do is I mix half that and half LaCroix. Oh, that and works it's out. it's then just bubbly and effervescent and delicious. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting things like that. Um, then the 27 returning too, like, did you, I mean, there was the candy apple hard cider. That was good at Giggles. That's coming back. Uh, I can't remember. See, here's the hard part. I can barely remember which ones I liked and which I didn't. I did like the dill pickle. I knew that I liked the dill pickle because I am a savory The dill person. pickle coal shit giggles. Yeah, like I don't know why we have to take all of our beers and make them sugar bombs. I don't know why. And actually, Abel's Seed House, I got a note from them saying, we heard you, girl. 
<laughs> and they're like, we put up a real beer. <laughs> like, they're adding a real beer. Summit has a couple of real, yeah. like, a Cole Schapilsner, like, yeah. some really just beer-forward beers. And I was just very happy to see that and to know that I don't mind, like, a little bit of, you know, like, lightening it up and everything else. But I just was really happy to see that there's not every single one has a fruit or a sugar bomb aspect to it. I don't... I mean, I, I just, I don't get it. And that's just not what I want. So, and I mean, I'm, again, also the fact that there's 53 of them. And then I have a feeling that they're going to start having to pull them back like they did the new foods. If we're doing 53, I, I feel like it's going to start coming down to a smaller list. There's a raspberry wine slushy and a frosé wine slushy at Minnesota Wine Country. Those are both coming back. Well, Remember giggles- the mobster mule bubble trouble? Yeah, I hated That's that. coming back at the hideaway. I hated that. It took them too long to make it. Yeah, well, isn't that the one that had the cotton candy yes, on it? Yes, and it was just like, Horrible. okay, this could be good if you would just speed it up. I'm interested by the North Star Frosé Blanc, which is a blend of guava puree, lemon orange, passion fruit juices, round lake winery, skippy dipping, tropical passion white wine. That's seems like that's going to be super sweet but if you freeze it you know the sugars are a little bit less so that's better can i be a 12 year old boy just for a second and say i'm excited for the crop duster lager (laughs) you can you can how about the cotton candy milkshake ipa like I don't know. Where can this go? Because it's rimmed with pink cotton candy sugar and it's an IPA. Stop it. I don't know. It's going to be at the hideaway speakeasy. There's also a cotton candy cream ale. The cotton candy cream ale uh, you can only get at the Grandstand Concessions. Yeah, that'll be be a problem. That is a... Um, but the Funnel Cloud F2 Ale at Mancini's El Fresco will be there by Bad Weather Brewing. And I bet you that's going to be good. Bad Weather makes good beer. I just, here, I'm going to re-up my uh, my bid to have everybody who wants to rim your glass with sugar or caramel or sticky sweet things to not do it, to stop. Because it's it's rimmed with pink cotton candy sugar. So the minute that it gets in your face, it's going to be sticky and it's... It's just in the humidity usually doesn't work so well. <laughs> it's not good. So I just want to be honest you with you You kind of sound like a cranky grandma. <laughs> well, I don't know why, since I'm going to have to be walking around a million degrees in the hot humidity with like crusty, sticky, sticky face. face. No. Just keep in mind, people, when we're talking about these lists. I get angry. Stephanie's actually going to have to eat all of this. Maybe that's where it comes drink from. drink 53 new things in one day. One day. So I was like, if you just drink a sip of 53 things, you could be drunk. No. I have to podcast with you that day at 8 a.m. So I'm getting the good Stephanie. Yeah. By 8 p.m., that no, that's the better Stephanie. Stephanie. That's such really? awesome content. Oh, my God. Yeah, because you know what else? Here's the other thing. We, as like people who are evaluators, I'll say critics, if you will, oh, are people who, you know, we have to be careful with a lot of things we say in town because, you know, we understand there's relationships. There's You can still be honest and you can still say things, but you're always sort of like trying to balance out. Guess what? The fair is 12 days of just open season. Like you can, it's like, this is what it is. You don't have time to fix it. There's no, my expectation of like, oh, well, we'll see how this evolves as as the kitchen gets that going. That is a fascinating thought. You know what? This 
shrimp roll sucks and don't eat it because it's a waste of your money because you only have 12 days and you only are going to maybe go once. So I don't I don't have that time to let you evolve as a chef. I'm I'm telling you right now. The shrimp roll sucks. The shrimp roll sucks. Don't eat it. That is a really interesting way to look at it from your perspective yes. that only you can have. I know. That's fascinating to me. because I get to be a little bit harsher only yeah. because we. I'm speaking, and I'm, this time I am speaking to the eater. I, this, my only right. job is to give you guys the best fare that you can have for the money that you, I know you're going to spend. Because I go out there and spend $700 so that I can tell you that, so that you don't have to spend seven hundred dollars. Okay, just fifty three dollars times most of these beers are like nine dollars. Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna spend five hundred fifty dollars just on MSP Magazine's money. Sorry, Gary. Sorry, Deb. Just yeah. on beer. Yeah. That's fantastic. I know. You could pass like the fifteen hundred dollar mark this year. I don't know. Are you gonna keep track? We. <laughs> Yeah, we okay, have oh, to. I suppose. With the expense accounts, the <laughs> do you receipts. think that my accountants would be like, anyway, you, for every beer you buy, do you have to get like a receipt? Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, or we we track it because also I want to tell you the eater is this worth nine dollars? This is you guys and mark my word. This is the year we go to the ten dollar food item. Like. This is it. I already think I know one that could be in that range. Yeah, I'm just saying, because, you know, the prices really aren't out there yet. But I'm just telling you, I remember when cheese curds were $4. Yeah. And I remember when they were, and then they went up to 5 And I was like, oh, my God, this is the beginning of it. And now I'm telling you, we're going to see $10 food items. And we're going to, probably because the minimum wage piece, because a lot of people have to pay 12 to $15 to get well, workers. Well, as of July 1st, it went up to like 11 something so it's moving up toward it, but I'm saying there's a lot of other factors. There's Good a lot luck of getting food. people if you're paying eleven dollars and everyone else is playing fifteen. Yeah, that's four bucks an well, hour. Well, I was going to say nobody. Lot. The minute they started to say we're going up to fifteen, that's what people started saying. That's what I will work for. That's Nordic waffles, fifteen bucks at yeah. the state fair. Well, they were all like, I can't. Everyone's like, this is what I I will work for you if you give me fifteen. Fifteen bucks, bucks yeah. yeah. So it kind of became done. the minimum wage. Yeah. All right. There we go. Coming back with the moral of the story, though. And I want to remind you to get to El Burrito Mercado. They're celebrating their 40th year in business. Minneapolis location for brunch. If you haven't been there, it's delicious. St. Paul. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you guys have uh, have a good Saturday ahead of you planned. Yes. And, uh, you know, Crayfest is happening out in the North Loop. If you want to go suck some mud bugs, because I love mud bugs. I know you do. And I can't Crayfest go today, a, and I'm so bummed. It's a fun event at Smack Shack right in front of it. They have music, crayfish, It's food. all you can it's eat, delicious. all you can drink for like 60 bucks, I think, or something like that. Maybe it's higher this year. But I'm just saying, it's like one of those great times. My God, you guys, I think that uh, the cover band for the Prince cover band is playing. I can't remember it. Sorry. Uh, okay, I'll but find it, doesn't it matter. while you're talking. Good music, and they have a cute, I mean, it's just like, it's it's a really good hang, is my point. Is it's really good North Loop Hang. Chase and the Ovation. Chase and Ovation. Yes. Love them. Lots of good things. Unst, unst, unst. unst. No, it's not Unsty. It's cover band. It's a Prince cover band. I know. It's still good. There's no Unsting. If you haven't watched, um, okay, if you're, if you want to like three minutes of women empowerment, actually, it's more about eight minutes. <laughs> Watch Lizzo's Tiny Desk concert. Oh, yeah, that was really sweet. It's really entertaining. Yeah. She's such a, like, her music is fine. Like, I it's, love it. I like it. You know, some of the songs, whatever. Her vibe, her empowerment, her joy of what she's doing and what she loves to do her and her making music is like <laughs> leaking out of the <sighs> speakers into your ears. Yeah. Like, I can't. It's just so much joy. That's what I loved about it. Yeah. Like, whether you like the music or not, watching someone, it's like watching a chef 
in their dance, you know yeah. what I mean? And performing. It's just, it's incredible artistry and such joy. So that watch that. Very, very good. I love that. Hey, I want to tell you that the burger battle, we are down to the top eight. So I wanted to get your picks between them. Sure. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so go over to mspmag.com and you have to vote for these because now we have Constantine versus Eastside. Who are you going to vote for? Eastside. Okay. Copper Cow versus Lynn 65. Lynn 65. Cafe Oma versus Surly Beer Hall. Surly Beer Hall. Oh, wow. Lexington versus Bullshorn. This is a tough one. Oh, I feel my... Your loyalties, but then your taste buds. I feel myself shrinking. Yes. What do you think? You can't do it? Bullshorn. Bullshorn! I Uh, think Bullshorn is going to take it, you guys. I'm honest. I'm sorry. That's okay. I do love the Lex burger. I know. Go over and, and, and go- Kurt would actually have voted for the Lex just for the record, so we would have split the vote. I know. I know. I'm telling you, like some of the big ones gone. Groveland Tap is gone. Bellacore is gone. These are the biggies. So we're down to the top eight. So go over to MSPMag.com. That's it. That's the list. That's the eight. Yeah. So we're down to eight. So after this, we'll be down to four. So the whole list. And then two. Lynn 65 is the best on the whole list, I think. You think so? Uh huh. That's people believe it. I think good. it deserves to be in the League of Champions. You know who I would? I think out of these, there's a lot of these. Are, I'm glad that these are all in the top eight because these are all worthy to put on the list. I think it's going to go down to Bullshorn versus maybe Lynn 65. Yeah, it could. Although the Constantine Dirty Devil really does deserve to be there. But so does Eastside. You guys, I'm telling yeah. you, there's a lot of great burgers here. So anyway. But how fun. Like that's how when you do these brackets and all this like stunty stuff. You get worried. You get scared. Yeah. But the good news is, is it was, it's crowdsourced, right? Right. So you get scared as the editor because you're like, what if it's the Chili's burger? Right. But it is, you've got a good list and who will let the best man, chef, woman, person win. Single burger space. Boom. All right. That's what we got there. Uh, What else is going on this weekend? You ask. All right. Let me tell you. Um, there's a, besides the fact of Crayfest, which is a really good thing going on, um, there's a ton of other things. The Minnesota Cider Company is launching their grand opening. They are having a full weekend full of crazy activities and live music and I stuff. I liked their cider, that raspberry cider they had that day. Yeah. That, by now, they probably have their peach one. This is the thing, and they are starting a cocktail program, which is not going to be, I don't think it's actual cocktails. I think it's like fermented spirits. Um, but they're doing, they have the Southside Aces over there. They're doing a s'mores pick. That's a great band. Yeah, they're having brunch and bloodies in the morning on Sunday. Lots of good stuff. Um, If you are thinking about uh, there for some reason, this is the dog weekend, too. I don't know if it's because it's like dog days of summer, but Uptown is having a dog uh, because you can adopt dogs at the Minneapolis Cider Company. But Red Cow Uptown is having a dog days of summer party where they are having rescue dogs there and you can go get burgers, beer, live music, and adopt a dog. Okay, that's pretty cool. And it's the Uptown Art Fair this weekend. Uptown Art Fair is also going on. If you are looking for something non-boozy, I know a lot of people send us notes saying, like, God, I just wish there wasn't so much, you know, for people who are trying to avoid. Uh, There is the 2019 Minnesota Soda Festival, which is a lot of fun. Where is it? This is out at Blue Sun Soda Shop in Spring Lake Park. And they have 100 craft sodas that you're going to be able to sample. They have 1,300 sodas in that shop. That wow, you can buy. That's fantastic. I know. What a great thing to take your kids to. I know. And they have a ton of kids stuff too. But I mean, also for people who are looking for a non-boozy sampling yeah, kind and just of fun, fun thing. Yeah. So that's it. And tomorrow, Open Streets Northeast. Do you think the Open Streets thing is kind of like run its course? Yeah, but it's good to get your neighbors out and to join the community. Yeah. Um, just quickly, yeah. Majors and Quinn is having a sale during this uptown time. Their cookbook, cookbook selection. Sucks. 
for a local bookstore. Yeah. If you're into cookbooks or into books about food, please support them. They're in Uptown and they're fantastic. Yeah. I was just in there and like, wow, look at all these awesome cookbooks. It's so good. Um, the In Cahoots block party is on Sunday, too. which Fun. is That is one of the best beer collaboration parties, I think, of all time. I just think it's a great one. Where the two beer, two breweries come together, collaborate on a specific brew just for that day, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's fun. And then um, the one thing I wanted to put your brain to is uh, August 10th, Mighty Axe Hops Terroir Field Day. So if you're not going out to Garlic Festival on the 10th, then you want to definitely try to get up to Mighty Axe. We had Eric Sonarud on before. Were you here? Maybe? Yes, okay, I was you here. Were. If you're podcast person and you like listening to podcasts i just released a podcast that was a really good one with the two ladies from urban growler that are celebrating their fifth anniversary excellent on makers of minnesota okay good that's it and that's all we got for you today kids so subscribe to our podcast because we're going to drop one every wednesday it's the 